a late night joke off this hour because it's about the Oscars and not politics. So I like my chances that it's actually going to be funny. Unless the jokes are all about diversity and such. And also this. That'll be tiresome. Learn this yesterday for some from some people in the betting business. Your mattress gains weight over the lifetime of you owning it. Is that because its metabolism slows down? We'll talk about how and why and how much coming up a little bit later. But it's it is so gross. It is. I did not know this. It is so gross. I did not know this. Really icky. <laughs> but it's just true. I'm Do you gonna, want the truth or not? You can't handle the truth. For some reason, uh, the news media, uh, to a large extent, uh, even my partner Jack, are fascinated by the political developments in sand countries. Probably because they used to have all the oil, and they export terrorists who kill people. And uh, and Islam, which is uh, something to pay attention to. Well, and many of our service people, including my own brother, get sent to those countries Indeed. to do deadly things. Sometimes. Indeed. Yeah. So there are a lot of good reasons to pay attention to the Middle East. I would suggest, as I have many times, we suggest that we, that we pay more attention to our own neighborhood, specifically Venezuela, which could today have an Assad regime moment where protesters are mowed down by the hundreds, if not the thousands, in the streets. What are they protesting? And revolution begins. Just a sucky life? They're utterly corrupt socialist government, which has ruined the country, ruined the economy. They have hyperinflation, starvation. They're having to flood across the borders to their neighboring countries just to find some food. And the iron grip of the dictator Maduro continues, even though some plucky young legislators who are 50-50 going to be dead by the end of the month. Um, are declaring that his uh, his reelection was a fraud, and that they indeed are in charge of the government. And uh, those plucky young legislators have been recognized by the United States, among others, as the legitimate government. Uh, on the other hand, uh, dictators don't generally go down easily, and we could see the beginning of a long, bloody revolution in our own neighborhood uh, today. So it is interesting keep an eye on it. that a little country in the Middle East, like Tunisia, I don't really think about Tunisia; it has no effect on my life or whatever. But when they had a, uh, you know, the Arab Spring moment and their dictator got overthrown, it was huge national news on the other side of the world. Why? When it happens on, on our side of the world, it gets no attention. Yeah, it's... What is, this, what is that? It's just, I don't know what it is. I think it probably has to do with the legacy of, of like, the, the 1970s, the oil embargo and the rise of Saudi Arabia. And then and always Israel. How that affected geopolitics and geoeconomics. Whereas South America was a backwater. It was... Certainly interesting, and on a human level, it's been inspiring at times and horrific most of the time. Your various dictators and revolutions and communists and uh, the United States backing some loathsome people because we believed them to be better than the communists. You know, long history of it, but it hasn't really, you know, it hasn't caused ripples across the globe like, you know, the Middle East has. But anyway, I just want to bring that up. Juan Guaido, uh, or Guaido um, I've heard it pronounced both ways, but he's 35 years old. He is the head of the legislature, and he is a patriot and has courage like none of us will ever be called to have. Because like I say, I mean, he is the guy standing up against Assad saying, you're not the president anymore. And 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 often guys like that become martyrs. So anyway, keep your eye on Venezuela. On a much lighter note, uh, do you know who Chris Hayes is? He's a... He's a cute little fellow, has a show on MSNBC, and he had one of those roundtables where people uh, shout at each other or generally agree with each other a lot. He's a cute little fellow. He is a cute little fellow. What is that? Uh, I don't know. I don't, it's a description. 
But so he had uh, Rick Wilson, GOP strategist on, who's a bit of a bomb chucker. You know his act, Jack, Rick yeah. Wilson? Yeah. How would you describe him? That That's pretty good. Okay. Um, he's on, ne- on, He understands he needs to say things that get attention to stay on cable news. Yes, yes. And in the midst of discussing the immigration debate, he was pushing the, the idea that Stephen Miller... The balding young firebrand in the Trump administration who is a, a hardliner on immigration issues. He was suggesting that Stephen Miller was having an outsized influence on that discussion. And he said, and I quote, and if I had any sense, I'd had Sean get the tape. But I just came across it and I thought it was funny. There's something deeply wrong with Stephen Miller. And maybe someday he'll have a relationship with a live human woman. Wow. <laughs> what? What kind of an insult is that? What? So is that a, a homophobic slur no. about a woman, or is that a necrophiliac thing? No, no, Why? no, what? What, what, what is this? What? what kind of an insult is that? Nobody interpreted it that, that, that way. No, he's saying he's he's a, a, a weirdo geek who's never even had a girlfriend. Has his interactions homophobic with... Homophobic or necrophiliac? <laughs> What's the matter with you? Insinuating he has his relationships with unlive... <laughs> Women, way to examine this slur, Jack. Way to break it apart and take a look at its components. No, I just think he was saying he was a weirdo. But that's, you know, you get... Listen, a lot of the conventions of government and politics and a lot of the comity and gentlemanliness and all have led us to a $21 trillion deficit, which is a a, a crime of Venezuelan proportions uh, on our children and grandchildren. It's just horrific. So, you know, on one level, uh, I, I like a lot of the, you know, the, uh, you know, draining the swamp, some of the more uh, aggressive stuff that's going on. I, I don't need a bunch of murmuring senators agreeing to spend us into oblivion. Right. Oh, which I, reminds me, I want to talk about the L.A. school district. But you got this. You got the impeach the MF or gal is now on the, uh, the House Oversight Committee. I was going to bring that up. We almost went five minutes without mentioning AOC. And you can't have that in media nowadays. Certainly we, not. We got several texts today. Can we have an AOC free Thursday? Well, not. We can't no, do it today. No, not today. Uh, because a major move in government last night. That Ocasio-Cortez and, yes? Well, for one thing, it's Wednesday. Right. Would, yeah. <laughs> um, Ocasio-Cortez <laughs> and, and several of other of your most progressive, loudest freshman voices mm-hmm. have been named to the Oversight Committee, which is among the most powerful committees in Washington, D.C. 60 Minutes, I thought, did a great job a couple of weeks ago with showing what Elijah Cummings could do if he wanted to. Mm-hmm. It's a powerful committee. Right. It can investigate anything. And he has put AOC and the woman who said impeach the MFR and a couple of other your loudest voices on the committee. Mm-hmm. And that is going to get wild and, and crazy. Now, the re- one of the reasons I brought it up is that's a big news story. The other reason is... Um, uh, I realize that she's fairly polarizing. If you're a progressive, you're absolutely loving her, and then apparently a lot of, uh, of people on the right hate her. I think if you're into draining the swamp, you got to like her beating that guy who, yeah. who had been at, what, 12 terms? Something like that. 20-some yeah. years? 
He was clearly one of those people that just had a number of lobbying groups and everything like that that he had to 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 please on a yearly basis and stay in office. And his hand was outstretched to take Nancy Pelosi's baton. He was the next speaker. Third most powerful Democrat in the House. Her beating him is a good thing if you want to drain the swamp. Right. Politically, I disagree with everything she says. I'm not worried that her point of view is going to win the day. And if it does, it's not going to... If her point of view does win the day, it's not going to be because of her. Because the nation has gone crazy. What bothers me is that she's a shiny object. I'm not sure that she's just a shiny object... You know, it's funny. I was thinking about this a lot because we, we've gotten a number of emails about her and, and the reaction of her and read some articles about how the, the right has benefited from making her the face of the Democrat Party because she's so far left and they think that's a good strategy. We don't yet know the limits of her abilities, her talents. She is a shiny object. She's not an idiot. She And she means what she says. She's committed. But I can't help but think of study after study showing that human beings, for whatever reason, tend to systematically, what's the word? Not systematically, but always overestimate the abilities of attractive people and systematically <laughs> underestimate the abilities of unattractive people. Right. It's just... So look around your workplace. You've done it. You know, you've done it. Right. You assumed he or she was really competent because they're attractive. Right. You assumed that schlub over there wasn't really good at their job until you found out otherwise. Now, which is ridiculous that we do that, but we do it. The 27 to 29 year old bartender. People seem to have trouble nailing down her age. I hear all of them all of the time, but I think she's 29 at this point. Anyway, she has said enough things that came out completely wrong or lend themselves to ridicule like. Because people like my generation and millennials and Generation Y and uh, that she said the other day are sitting here saying the world is going to end in 12 years and and you're talking about what it's going to cost. Okay, now, if I was going to explain what she meant, she's talking about the UN Climate Report that says 12 years from now, if we don't change anything, we'll hit a point of no return she's where also dis- it will trend in that direction. But that wasn't a good way to say it. Well, she was also describing what young people are thinking and saying. Right. Right. Um, I, I thought Fox unfairly edited her comments all day long yesterday to try to make her look as dumb as possible, which I don't think helps your argument. I'm willing to argue on the Does it help your facts. ratings, though? It's all about oh, absolutely. ratings. Absolutely, it helps your ratings. Yeah, uh, yeah. but m- my point is she's got to know how that's going to be heard, and I don't know how good she is yet. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, she has a lot of dumb ideas that can't I'll, possibly work. I'll tell you what a lot of her appeal is. Might even be bigger than the fact that she's so attractive. She believes what she's saying. And a lot of these people in D.C. don't mean what they're saying at all. In fact, the vast majority of them. And she has a big old check mark in the box of comfortable in her own skin. Oh, no doubt. She par- Partially because she believes what she's saying. I was just going to say, we'll take ridiculous authenticity over phony practicality well how do you argue with people who are completely phony you don't know what they think right i agree um uh, which you know we got the government we deserve your mattress gains weight over its lifetime so gross gotta gotta pay that off for you stay tuned to the armstrong and getty show (laughs) armstrong and getty the conscience of the nation
Armstrong and Getty Show. When the shutdown started, I remember seeing a couple of pundits on the uh, cable news say, I think it'll go past the State of the Union, and I thought, no way. That'd be crazy. Now it clearly is. Crazy and stupid and abusive of the American people. I saw Newt Gingrich say it's going to go into February, late February, and I thought, well, he's just trying to say the most extreme thing to get attention. I think it clearly is. I I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. They're going to... Chuck a couple of measures up uh, against the wall of the Senate and see who uh, see what sticks today. Republicans have one, or tomorrow, I guess. Uh, the Democrats have another. They'll each uh, indignantly reject each other's measure. But I'm told that's a sign that negotiations may begin and we may have a way out of this. How that, quote-unquote, starts to go, why can't you just sit down? I don't know. It's just so stupid. Right. I can't decide which I hate more this morning, the media or the government. I'll let you know. <laughs> give me Give me ten minutes to... Uh, to meditate on the point. You might hate the media after you hear this story. So we learned this yesterday. We endorse a uh, company that sells beds, and they told us this. This is just a fact. Your bed, your mattress, mm. gains weight over mm. its lifetime. So <laughs> the mm. average no, mattress. No, not fat. You know, I don't know what a mattress weighs. I don't know how hard it would be to find a weight on it. But like a king-size mattress has got to be a couple hundred pounds, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, no, certainly. Yeah, if you've ever tried to move one. Certainly your modern kind with your foam and... Okay, and so rest of it in there. you comfortable with 200 pounds for a mattress? Oh, yeah, yeah, cert, yeah. A mattress will gain 10 to 15% of its weight in sweat oh. and skin oh. from people sleeping on it over the oh, years. Boy. That means a 200-pound oh. mattress is going to gain 20, 25, 25 pounds of sweat and, and skin. Well, and, and sweat, how much sweat is it? I mean, because... You know, the water would evaporate. It would just be the mineral content of your sweat. It's uh, This is so gross, my friends. It's dead skin. You basically and, got, and a, her. You got a two-year-old's worth of person. In oh, there. Lord. <laughs> wow. Wow. And this is not an effort to get you to buy a bed, although it will. No, it's... Um, I, a mattress set... Most mattress sets last seven, eight years. Um, and then they're, they're just kind of worn out. Well, I'm going to start thinking about the... You know, how much weight... I might start weighing my mattress oh. when it's gained a certain amount of weight of sweat I think and the skin. logistics in oh, that might be shaming a little... <laughs> yeah, body shaming your mattress. How about the mattress is saying, how about I start weighing you? <laughs> yeah! Can you imagine Chris Christie's mattress? No, what, what Michael, was that? no, 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 that no. That, you know what, that was just hurtful to people who were overweight. Was, that came out of nowhere. We it, weren't talking about Chris was, Christie. And it was beneath you. And it was beneath you, Michael. I'd like Seriously, I'd like All you right. to apologize. I apologize, everybody. Accepted. Well done. But I, it's manfully said. I didn't know that, so there's something I learned yesterday. So I heard a rumor we're going to do a late-night joke-off. Absolutely. They take on the subject of the Oscar nominations. I'm excited about this because it's not politics or Trump-related, so it seems like there's a chance they might be funny. Jack, I will grade each comedian, and the bottom grade-getter will be banned from comedy for life. You guys' nominations for the Academy Awards were announced earlier this morning by Tracy Ellis Ross and Kumail Nanjiani. So if you're keeping track, they found two people to wake up at 5 a.m. to read the nominations. Still no one to host the show. History was made this morning. First time ever an Avenger American film was nominated for Best Picture. Black Panther became the first superhero ever to be nominated for an Oscar, which is especially impressive considering the fact that it came out like five years ago. 
Big entertainment news. Oscar nominations were announced this morning. Roma and The Favourite received the most nominations with 10 each. For Best Picture, the nominees are a bunch of movies we'll all pretend we saw <laughs> and Black Panther. That's... Wow. Mm. I guess my uh, I guess I was wrong. You know, just like Charlie Brown and the football over there. Yeah, I really am. <laughs> I really am. Fallon with a C minus. Kimmel with a D. It's not even identifiable as a joke. Corden, I'll give a B minus to just because it was mildly amusing. But he, he detracted a full grade for being a foreigner and taking <sighs> jobs American comedians could be holding. So he ties with Kimmel's banned from comedy for life. Jimmy, sorry. Sean, Pr- you used to be charming. Now you're just annoying. Sean printed out this graph for me. It's film genre popularity through the years from 1910 when movies started till today. 1910, and, the most popular genre was jerky. Well, uh, <laughs> back then, what was at the top? Uh, fantasy was pretty popular way back then. Horror was very popular, but musicals have dropped off a cliff, as you might not be surprised. Thrillers have grown in popularity over the years. Comedies have remained pretty steady. The biggest growth, documentary. Huh. The biggest drop-off, westerns. Hugely popular for a long time, sure. almost completely gone. Yeah, I love a good western. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, the Senate's competing plans to end the partial government shutdown. We've got the Covington High School students speaking out about the viral encounter. And another shocker about the high price of prescription meds. Coming up minutes from now. We need to talk about the Twitter accounts suspended over that whole Covington High School students thing. Yeah, Twitter is fairly random in how they do this. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Fans of our on-demand show, we now have a brand new daily podcast. We're calling it Armstrong and Getty, One More Thing. Yeah, it's where we just talk about something else that didn't fit into the show. And sometimes we use naughty language. Yes! Not often, though, because it's naughty. Finally! Find it right now via the iHeart app. Just search for Armstrong and Getty, One More Thing. My chance to work blue. Definitely one of the big stories today is that AOC was named to the House Oversight Committee, which is the sort of thing that doesn't usually happen. And the more I think about it... And the it, MF lady, too. we got to figure out her name. The more I think about it, the more clearly there was some sort of deal made um, with yep. Nancy to support Nancy Pelosi to get on a, a powerful committee, which is fine. That's the way that it works. I'm not mm-hmm. like trying to out this as a, as a... I don't know. Something bad that happened. That That is the way that all this politics works. But so to get Nancy to get support from someone who could actually have kept her from being speaker, perhaps, uh, she got placed on one of the the powerful committees. But I wonder if part of the negotiation was you don't be you can't be calling for impeachment every single day. I wonder. We don't know that. Right. It will play out though. It'll be unmistakable oh, as yeah. it unfolds. Oh yeah. Uh, Rashida Tlaib is the impeach right. the mother effer guy. Great. If, Thanks if for raising the level of the nation's discourse, Rashida. But she's on the committee, too, so that's going to be some some wild committee. Um, news now with Marshall Phillips. Two different votes set in the Republican-controlled Senate with the aim to end the partial government shutdown. One vote will be on Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell's measure that's based on President Trump's proposal to give three years of protection from deportation to DACA immigrants brought to the U.S. as children in return for the $5.7 billion Trump wants for a border wall. McConnell challenging the Democrats. Is there a plan truly to throw federal workers, DACA recipients, Customs and Border Patrol, and indeed all Americans under the bus 
just to extend this run of political theater so they can look like champions of the so-called resistance. Pay the Coast Guard, you dusty old phonies. End of rant. Second vote's going to be on a bill approved by the Democrat-controlled House that would fund the government through February 8th, during which time negotiations, they say, would be held on border security. There is no money in this plan for the wall, but Democrat Chuck Schumer's making his pitch for that plan. What's in those bills was supported by Republicans already, and each of them would reopen the government and allow us to continue our discussions on border security. Hey, I got a question for you. History lessons, you know, what happened last year and two years ago and all, they're interesting, but they're not that useful if you're in a political fight right now. But I have to ask, have you heard a good explanation, Jack, of what was happening when the Republicans had both houses? What, What happened with border wall funding then? Why didn't it happen then? Because it always involved something to help out the the the, the dream. There was a chunk of there's a chunk right. of the Republican Party that wanted right. to deal with the dreamers right. and and keep them here and all that sort of stuff. And your your what do you call them? Whatever caucus, N- nothing. Freedom nothing, caucus. No, yeah, the Freedom Caucus. Yeah. Nothing for those people. Mm-hmm. They were hardcore. Nothing for those people. And they're a big enough chunk to keep from you get, getting a majority. Okay, so the Republican Party just couldn't get its act together. And within the Republican Party, you couldn't right. get. Yeah, right. The Kentucky high school student who stands You could call them extremists if you wanted, I guess. Ex- well, yeah, I suppose. They're actually, well, this would bore people and go on too long. Yeah. But I understand now that it's divided government, why that makes the chances better. Because now you have a much better chance sure. of getting Democrats to vote for the stuff they want and swallow the stuff they're not crazy about. As opposed to when it was a one party question. Yeah, Democrats got yeah. similar problem in that you've got a, a chunk. Like the Freedom Caucus, that's just absolutely not one dollar for the wall. Right. Open borders lunatics. Right. And a bigger chunk, I think, that, yeah, some some border security is obviously a good idea, and let's get something in exchange for it. Right. But you're right. You'd think you could cobble together enough of the Republicans and Democrats to come up with something. And they will, I think. And the whole shutdown will just be an ugly and stupid blot on our nation's history, I think, because it's going to end up where it could end up day one. That's my prediction. The Kentucky high school student whose standoff with the Native American drummer has lit up social media is not really apologizing, but he does wish the encounter had gone differently. Nicholas Sandman spoke with NBC's uh, Today Show. My position is that I was not disrespectful to Mr. Phillips. I respect him. I'd like to talk to him. In hindsight, I wish we could have walked away and avoided the whole thing, but I can't say that I'm sorry. Sandman's a junior at Covington Catholic High School in suburban Cincinnati. Video of him smirking as tribal elder Nathan Phillips drummed at the Lincoln Memorial went viral. Phillips was at the memorial for an indigenous people's march when he and Sandman came together again. Sandman saying, I have the utmost respect for Mr. Phillips. It's another person that freely used his First Amendment right, and I want to thank him for his military service as well. Still, after how many days of this story, there's not enough attention being yeah. paid to what that black Israelite group was shouting at those kids. Uh, you can't criticize them, we Jack, sh- because they're well, they're they're people of color. Well, we you we should you just can't. We should grab the sound and play it at some point and talk about what they actually said. I mean, that's horrific stuff that normally the media jumps on, right. sure. and that group is doomed. Put a MAGA hat on one of those guys, and that's our Holy headline for two cow. weeks. Yeah, right. Twitter suspended an account that helped spread it. Uh, they they've. Uh, it's 
at 2020 Fight, which seemed to be a California school teacher's account, but its profile photo was phony. Um, it was set up in December 2016. And <laughs> sounds like a Russian troll account yeah. to me. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and exactly. And it blasted the story out to everybody, including fellow bot sites, which in turn blasted right. it out to even more people. Um, and uh, let's see, what was the other interesting part of it? But so absolutely, the uh, those who would divide us and make us hate each other recognize this early as a good, divisive, white people, not white people moment. Let's boost it. Let's send everybody. Hit everybody with it. Get on this, Ivan, quickly. Yeah, it takes two to tango, though. It's like if, uh, I don't know, if you if you set up a guy by sending a hooker to him, you know, if he's the sort of guy that wants to cheat on his wife, he plays a role in this, too, right? Sure. Well, you have two um, angry families in a neighborhood. You hand them both guns. So uh, you've got a willing media and political class now that's just looking for the most extreme things to jump on sure. without verification and go crazy with Desperate them. for conflict because that's what sells. Right. So we're playing into uh, Putin's hands. It's ugly. We've forgotten that more unites us than divides us. It's sad to me. Turns out that people who need insulin to treat their type 1 diabetes are paying a whole lot more for it. A new study by the nonprofit Healthcare Cost Institute finds the cost of insulin's nearly doubled over the last five years. That's incredible. Why? How could that be? According to this, it's been around for a long time. According to the study, a person with type 1 diabetes paid almost $6,000 a year for insulin oh, in 2016. Compared wow. to less than twenty nine hundred a year in twenty twelve. Well, what was it in nineteen ninety two? I'd like to know. Hardly anything, I'm guessing. Right. Wow, this is so out of control. And one last note: the son of late Emmy winning actor James Gandolfini will play a younger what? version of Tony in the Sopranos what? film sequel. Oh, the new Soprano. It's a prequel. Yes. Yeah. Yes. How old is the lad? Nineteen. He is. He's nineteen years oh, old. Oh man, now. time goes on. Yep. Last I remember, he had little kids. Right. And a filmmaker said they auditioned a bunch of different actors, but Michael Gandolfini perfectly captured the look and the mannerisms of the character. Yeah, originated not, not, by his Would you like me to explain yeah. that to you? <laughs> yes, I, know. I hope he can act. Yeah. But, you know yeah, what? I can. Better yet, why don't I have my son come in here and explain it to you <laughs> with my voice and character? You know, because Gandolfini was a. All, he was a heavyweight of an actor. That guy, he could act circles around most people who's ever done the profession. And uh, he was so and good. Shout out to the kid willing to try to walk in those footsteps. That's a, yeah. a noble effort. I, I watched a lot of Sopranos as I was bouncing right. back from my uh, hip customization, my tricked out aftermarket hip. Um, and and I was, you know, part of me was sitting down thinking, is this as good as I remember it? And the answer is yes, clearly. And and Jim Gandolfini was amazing. Yeah. So it's aged well, The Sopranos. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Because I watch some hasn't stuff hasn't lost anything. Some things I really like, I watch again, and then it doesn't doesn't age that well. Yeah. Like I catch a Seinfeld episode every now and then, and I think, why was this? Why was this a national phenomenon? Right. Right. Like ninety eight percent of the plot points of Seinfeld are, are invalidated if 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 any one of them has a cell phone. <laughs> 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 but yeah, The Sopranos still uh, still great. Yep, a uh, prequel's going to be uh, set in the 1960s with the young Tony roaming around. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. We all want the same thing, don't we, Sopranos fans? We all want the same thing. What's that? The young Polly Walnuts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs>
As soon as you find out who's playing Young Polly Walnuts, you sprint in here. I will do that. Pre the white walls. I will do that. (laughs) No, I'm hoping he has white walls like in high school, you know. (laughs) Prematurely white walled. Yeah. So a little more on the fake Twitter account to come. Uh, the big stories of the day. There's so much to talk we gotta about. we got to play the audio from the black Israelites, yeah. a group I'd never heard of in my life. What they yelled at these kids. Why has that not become a bigger deal? Why aren't they called out for this? Victim, oppressor, paradigm of viewing the world. That's why. Okay. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Look all these dusty crackers with that racist garbage on. Look at these dirty that's right. A bunch of in- incest babies. A bunch of babies made out of incest. The biggest terrorist on the face of this earth is the pale-faced man, woman, and child. Wow. There's some hardcore racists screaming at school children. Of course, the nation's media didn't notice that. I don't know why that angle of the story hasn't gotten more attention. I, I don't know what their life experience w- was, these kids, but... When I was 15 and having grown up in Midwest, I'd never been exposed to anything like that. People yell that stuff at me now. I don't even hear it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, when you're walking down the street in some big city right. in certain neighborhoods. Yeah. But when I was 15 years old, I would have wet my pants. Right. People screaming that sort of stuff. Bunch of incest babies, future school shooters. What are you talking about? Well, the the answer to the question of why the media isn't paying attention to it is is easy to understand, and it's completely insidious. According to the whole social justice warrior intersectional identity politics world, there are no individual human beings who have uh, free will agency who act and must accept the consequences of their actions in a case-by-case basis. All there are are colors and ethnicities. And what you do or who you are, your worth, is determined entirely by your ethnicity, which is straight out of the Third Reich. I mean, it's disgusting. Um And the other aspect of this, and they teach this on college campuses, virtually all of them, is uh, the victim-oppressor paradigm of looking at the world. And the short version of that is, if you're an individual, it doesn't matter, you're in a group, if you're in a group that has less power, you're never at fault. You cannot be a racist, for instance, and you should not be criticized. And if you are in a group... That has, according to the professors, more power. You can do no right. Now, that's clearly true. Has it always been that way? You can never be a victim. You can never be oppressed. Is it just human nature? Is it the reason when I turn on a football game and have no rooting interest, I root for the underdog? That's why the book Underdogma is so interesting. Great book. Came out a number of years ago. Yeah, we have a natural tendency to do that. As human beings. Okay. It's probably but, a good thing, anthropologically speaking, if you always, sure. yeah. Like, like, but like any impulse. I mean, the, the impulse to have a healthier society ends up in eugenics and, and, you know, again to the Third Reich and stuff like that. Um, we want to have a, a strong people turns bizarre and sickening and frightening if you take it too far. And the whole victim oppressor thing has just gone bizarro. So now it's, it, it, it's, it's the only possible result of this. 
if it's taken to the extreme that the professors are pitching, and I mean this, I believe this, the only possible result is a, a never-ending cycle of at least oppression and maybe genocide. Because as soon as one group gets the power, and most groups don't want justice, they want power these days, which is a shame because I think, you know, we talked about Martin Luther King Jr. a lot um, uh, in the past week for obvious reasons. He wanted justice. Black Americans who weren't getting their rights, they were being cheated out of their constitutional rights, were looking for justice. So, I, But if once a group gains power, though, they are automatically evil in this way of seeing the world, and they must be torn down. I don't know if we set this up properly. So this is the black Israelites yelling at the, the white high school kids there in D.C. that got so much attention. Right. Um, uh I thought the F word was out of bounds now. The F word being the F word for a slur against gay people. Yes. That's why... You want people to boycott their advertisers? Well, no, but that that's why uh, what's-his-name-isn't-hosting-the-Oscars, because he, he used the F word in Among a Among other things, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I didn't know you could get away with that. No, I'm just surprised that people aren't trying to dox them or, but you or figure out what the group is. They got a website. They got... They got there's something. It doesn't matter. They're an oppressed group. Doesn't matter because they're black guys. They don't have a they don't have a platform, right? Their platform is their street preachers yelling on a street corner through a bullhorn. Yeah, I don't know much like, about how them. do you attack that. I don't know their wackadoos. Um, and and more on the history behind that, uh, which is pretty interesting. Um, but the only way they get attacked is if the professors and social justice warriors decide that say gay people, but it's got to be gay people of color because gay white men are clearly above black Israelite homophobes on the victim's totem pole. And so they can't complain. we got to find some black, probably black or Native American handicapped gay men to complain about the use of uh, the F word. Otherwise, it's not valid. Just for the experiment in this sort of thing, uh, it would have been interesting if one of those white high school kids was gay. And said, well, I, I was scared because I'm gay, and they were screaming that they hate gay people. Right. I'll if bet you 100 bucks one of them was. Just the numbers would dictate that it's probably true. But that would change the yeah. well, math on this. Although, thing. remember, the one overarching canceling, it's like you know a, a card in a board game where you get to send everybody back to the beginning, was that some of these guys had MAGA hats on. Right. Which makes them automatically Klansmen. True. As uh, various uh, Hollywood and media social uh, leaders put it, Mag- the MAGA hat is the new uh, Klan robe. Well, Don Lemon said, Don Lemon, as uh, Tucker Carlson calls him for some reason. I don't know if that's, is it just an attacker? Don Lemon, who's as, uh, as uh, unpalatable as his namesake. Don Lemon said the kids triggered the blacks by their hats, so it's... Their fault for provoking the black. <laughs> did, did you hear one congressman calling for MAGA hats to be banned on children? He <laughs> wants to pass a law saying a child cannot wear a MAGA hat. Or he wants to get the attention for saying that. Right. Yeah, I've I've seen these guys act when I've been in Washington, D.C. I've seen their act when I've been in New York City. And it doesn't take MAGA hats to get them to start yelling stuff. Right. I mean, that's yeah, just well kinda, said. Yeah, they stand on street corners and, and, and people. talk about the pale faced white devil. And I, you know, I when I see, it, I stand by. I watch it. It's an. It, I'm fascinated by it. But it is. It is certainly not something that is just brought on by a, a MAGA hat. I like your. Uh, what are we going to go after their advertisers? <laughs> oh, yeah, that was some good Dove sarcasm. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it's. I hate the That's media. That's an excellent point. I it's hate a, the media so point. much. If you walk down the street, they will yell at anybody. So yeah. it's not just the MAGA hat. No. It's, uh, well, it's primarily white skin. 
I mean, that'll get you screamed at by these virulent, crazy racists. But there's no criticism in the sucky, sucky American media. They were saying some pretty awful stuff. About, yeah, and not only racist, but, you know, again, uh, homophobic is just... If you're screaming at my kids, I'm one, very angry, and two, scared. Right. And the kids were. They're intimidated, so they're trying to do their school chants and all to rally together and figure out what to do, again, as children. At which point, the Indian man came over with his with his peace drummer and was trying to what, yeah. defuse situations. So he says, but right, the kids right. had no idea what yeah. was happening. Interesting right. move by the fake Vietnam vet. I'm not exactly sure. That Vietnam was the best. era vet, Jack. And, of course, even uh, young Mr. Sandman, who's uh, at the, the heart of this um, from Covington, has gone out of his way to express his great respect for uh, Mr. Phillips, Nathan Phillips, the Native American activist. There are signs he's a bit of a wackadoo. Uh, I'm not convinced of it, but everybody is super deferential because he's an old guy. He claimed to be a Vietnam vet. Now, he may have been a Marine. It's not clear, but it wasn't in Vietnam. The years just don't make sense. He would have been like 14, 15 years old. Seems like a nice enough old guy. Uh, he may be. He may be harmless. And, you know, his core message about Native Americans and rights and all might be great, might be super. But, again, because he's seen as a victim and 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 uh, he, he's an old fella and an old Indian and all, everybody's being super, super deferential to him based on his group. Never mind. You know, to quote uh, MLK, the uh, the content of his character. Somebody's quoting you on the text line. Good, finally. The reason old people run everything is because young people are stupid. Did you say that once? You may have. I may have. Sounds like the sort of thing you. Would I get say. in my moods. <laughs> <laughs> well, although I will tell you this, Texter, by old I didn't mean Nancy Pelosi old. Right. She calls Mick Jagger the kid. Well, that's... Seriously. She's older. Sean made the point earlier. Is there something between 20s and 80s? (laughs) Let me think. One, They can jump into the conversation. 